Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. So I came in and you can't ignore the smell of acetone. That is some right. stuff. Yeah. And I go to wipe her face and she jumps and she's like, are you putting acetone on my face right now? I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're like, my life. Yes, I'm putting acetone on your face right now, and I am going to go crawl in a hole after this, and my career is over, and... Yes, (laughs) I would be freaking out, and I'm not going to lie, if I am the chick in the thing, I am going ape. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And we are your co-hosts for this amazing podcast. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. <laughs> woo, woo, and I nailed did it. it. My, I nailed it. <laughs> And I did it by memory, right? It only took six months. Yes. (laughs) I'm impressed. You got it all the way through. Yeah. I was like, is she going to forget? Is she forgetting it? We should just call it. This has been a great episode. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done. Throw in the flag. Right. All righty. Today we have uh, extraordinaire Christina Kirky. Is am I saying that correct? Yes. 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 Your last name is so fun to say, by the way. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. <laughs> really? I'm like, oh, it's so fun. It just makes me smile. <laughs> it does, yeah, it does make you smile. I feel like if it's almost like you like were to plug your nose, you're like, Kirky. <laughs> Joe, don't spit out your coffee. <laughs> just all over the all over everything. That would have been great for you guys to watch though on Zoom, because I got the side angle going. <laughs> Yeah. So Christina, <laughs> we digress very, very easily. You can tell when we've had like the separation of like more than a week between recordings because we get a little bit punchy and we're so giddy to see each other. We are so happy to see it. each other. Yeah. <laughs> so especially now when we have to do this via Zoom and not um, in person. Christina is the owner of the Pinup Studio uh, yeah. Salon in North Raleigh, North Carolina, and you have a fascinating tale of all like you got to pick your location I love that story that just warms my heart and the connection to your dad all like it's anyway so we'll get into that but also what you do for women in how you approach styling and bringing people in and elevating that empowerment level it's just you have a really cool story so I'm just gonna let you tell it (laughs) it's definitely like a a big breath of a story that's for sure it really is so just jump right in right so like tell us how did the pinup studio come to be how did you go into styling all that good stuff like start from cosmetology school or just pinup as is all the juicy gory all the feels make (laughs) us cry make us us laugh make laugh (laughs) oh my gosh um I definitely have probably more terrifying stories than good ones but it's been a fun 
10 years of a ride. I was always very, very girly growing up. I mean, I was doing at home salon and spas for my mom and dad. I used to paint my dad's toenails and do his makeup too. So this was definitely not just a like, I think I'm just going to do hair. Like it was always a thing. So I graduated high school early and went to Paul Mitchell, the school of Raleigh in 2010. And so, and like when I first started, my dad and I were already talking about salons and back then I'd substitute taught there for a little bit, but they used to take you on field trips to salons and stuff. So I'd always call my dad after and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I loved this. I loved that. And we would just oh, I love that they it. do that because then you could get mm, yeah. all kinds of ideas too yeah. and like morph it into your most ideal salon. That's awesome. I mean, you saw so many different salons. And so we would always talk about it. And cosmetology school was very interesting because you have women from 18, well, into like their 40s, some 50s. Like, so it's just everyone's in such, it's not like high school where you're all going through the same stuff kind of. Right. I mean, it's, we had five pregnant women there at once. Holy hormones. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the fights were very fun to watch, but like you did not want to be behind some of those. So got through that uh, about halfway through cosmetology school. Unfortunately, Wait, my dad did passed. anybody get those fights on video or, or was that... there always hair pulling in the fights? That's right. what I want to know. And like, <laughs> no, matching, like, like super long nails. Right. Was it there like was the hair long... is off guard because we know how long it took us to get this way. So like that, like unspoken <laughs> conduct no, it was of, like, more like honor code heads thrown curlers thrown like just we all we had a lot of stuff to throw so (laughs) the the dark side of cosmetology school yeah we'd mess up each other's color formulas in the dispensary like it was it could get pretty catty in there that's for sure (laughs) that's like totally documentary fodder like we could do a whole podcast just about like going um undercover yes oh dark side absolutely absolutely (laughs) anyway sorry so um, you were in cosmetology school with these, you know, and then you, whatever happened next. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the biggest, like, oh, so yeah. So halfway through cosmetology school, my dad, unfortunately passed. So I took about a month and a half. I want to say I didn't go back to school. It was really hard for me to like get back into school, but I had a really good support system there. The teachers, like everyone there was actually really, really supportive. And I was over halfway done. So it was kind of just like, just get it done type of thing. Right. right. So I did that, graduated, worked at probably like six different salons. And I like have a mild mouth on me. What? (laughs) Never. Just just a little bit. So I learned really quickly what I liked and didn't like. Not every salon I worked at was bad. It was just, I learned a lot of how I wanted things to be ran and how I wanted to be. So I did that for about from 2011 to 2015. And then I opened my own studio in 2015 in Cary to start. And I quickly realized that Cary is not the area for me. It was in Waverly Place. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. no. no. That is not your demographic and your ideal no. client pool. No. And that is definitely something I could, I mean, like just any business owner, it's like, go where your demographic is. Like, I mean, I was born and raised in Raleigh. I don't know why I even would work. I love what you said, Christina, about how when you were working at other salons, like, I feel like that's what we do as business owners. We work at other places and we're like, nope, would not Mm -hmm. do that. Nope, would not tolerate that. And like Mm -hmm. we reach our threshold and we're like, nope, I have to go out and do it on my own. 
in order to have it the way I think it should be. Cause I won't like that happened to me too. I was like, I would never treat people this way. I would never have things this way. And I was like, I'm not going to be a part of it. And I'm going to create a place where people don't have to experience that. So, I mean, I feel like that that's all entrepreneurs that we go through that is like, no, not going to experience that. Oh, for sure. Well, and that was when I left the last day I was there. Cause it was one of those things where the last salon I worked at, I loved it. And in the beginning, and I like every stylist wants to find their salon home. You can't move around as a stylist and expect to build a clientele because people are only going to follow you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it was one of those things where it's like, if you messed up or did something, they would almost make you feel like a failure instead of like trying to help you or coach mm. you or teach you. It was just kind of yeah. like, this is what you did. We're taking this out of your paycheck. Mm. So yeah, what? I packed up my whole station, like <laughs> yeah, slowly that's definitely throughout not the day. A- that's not a learning environment or nurturing of like, we got you, like we're in this together. No, exactly. So yeah, I've, I have packed up my salon or my salon, my station, like slowly that day. And then at night, I, my husband had gotten me an orchid and I was walking to my car and the owner's like, where are you going? I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go put this in my car. I want to bring it home. I got in my car and I just never came back. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, wow. That was was it for me. (laughs) But then what did you do? That's awesome. Well, and not only that, but you talk about, because I mean, they must have had to really push you to a certain level in order to do that because then you're risking all of your clientele that you've built up. Like that's where like, if any of you watch The Walking Dead, like that's where like Rick blew up the bridge in the last season right like we're just gonna light that shit on fire and blow it up and walk away Thelma Louise style (laughs) yeah it has to be pretty bad to do that yeah oh yeah Yeah. and I did not Thelma Louise Angela Bassett and how Stella got her groove back that's what I'm thinking of like Thelma Louise was a good reference too though girl that was yeah Thelma Louise yeah yeah but but the image in my head was the Angela Bassett when she lights the guy's car on fire anyway I don't advocate doing that by the way (laughs) Just need to throw that in there for clarity. Um, anybody listening, liability, do not light things on fire or blow up bridges. I'm just saying. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, yeah, like I Sarah mean, was saying, like that so pushes you to a certain level that, that you feel that strongly to just walk away. Yeah. Yep. What did your husband do when you came home with the orchid? <laughs> oh, he knew it was coming. Right. He laughed. He's like, seriously, Christina, you couldn't have just quit. And I was like, no. And the owner texted me the next morning, like 30 minutes after my shift was supposed to start. And he was like, you could have just told me you were quitting or so-. he said something. And I don't mm. even know if I texted him back or maybe I sent him a thumbs up. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't, it was not professional. And was it, a, not, was it the thumb finger or was it the middle <laughs> finger you sent? Cause I think they, they kind of sent both. They didn't have the, <laughs> they middle, didn't finger have emoji. the middle finger emoji at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of did that with the whole orchid thing. He got the message. <laughs> he knew. He knew what he did. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's a good laugh now. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, so I quickly learned Carrie was not my demographic at all. And I found a studio in Raleigh on Six Forks Road, which is the same road I grew up on. And I started in like the smallest little studio. And I brought my best friend with me. And she's like, I mean, it was the shampoo bowl. I was touching the chair of that when I was doing hair. I mean, I don't even know if it was 300 square feet. It was tiny. Right. And so I was in there 
there's four different studio rooms up there. And I successfully had worked my way up to all three of them. And the third one was the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kept growing and trying to do more. And I wanted to do more with the community and with other things. And it was always kind of awkward. So a lot of people don't take the independent studios as serious and they are, I mean, you, that's a lot of work just as yes. like your own boss and your own person. And I'm glad that I got to do that too. But when I'd go to these events and try to sponsor these things, the more I did it, obviously the more clientele I got and I couldn't take all of that. And a lot of people that have the studios, they move and do that once they have a full clientele. So they're, so, you know, where they need to be. All right. I need some clarification. So the studios is like the chair rental, right? Like you're renting. Studios like, are kind of like the, the solo salon studios, okay. like JC, mm-hmm. salon by JC's, like just the one room, one chair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or two, if you have like a friend that's But it's doing yours. It you. It's your own, like your it's own your business. Little you're just renting that space. Okay. Yep. 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 And you can decorate right. it how you want, name it whatever you want. So that's just where when you're everything from your janitor to your like receptionist, everything. Yep. All right. So Thank you. I did that, what, 2015 till 2018. Mm-hmm. And I was not looking for pinup studio, like bigger, the actual building pinup studio until that was a goal for 2019. And I was on, I really feel like it was networking women of the triangles, Facebook, mm-hmm. where everything falls and someone had posted a link to this one, which was at the time called Sheer Alternatives and had been open for 28 years in the Peachtree Plaza. I was just looking through it and I'm like, okay, this is under a mile from my studio now. It was an all right price. And so I called a broker and immediately I'm like, okay, but can I go see it? And he's like, no, that was on a Thursday. And he's like, no, our meeting's set up for Tuesday. I highly advise you not to go to the salon. What? Of course, that's the first thing you do. So I came to the salon (laughs) and I I parked my car in the back and I peeked through the windows and everything. I mean, I looked at all the pictures, but I'm like, I just want to see it. So I didn't come in because there was already obviously staff here, but obviously I came and I could not, I just looked at the pictures every single day and I'm like, that's just such a good deal. Like this has, I mean, it needed a lot of love. Because it was a barber shop, everything was black and white. The lobby looked like the lobby of like a car dealership. Those like kind of uncomfortable black and yes. gray like little chairs. The big old <laughs> magazine rack. Okay, yeah, it was. There's TVs and golf. On, I mean, it was horrible for obviously a girl who loves pink. Right. But there was a lot of potential. <laughs> so I came in. We met with the previous owner, Randy, and he is this 70 year old, just like little bundle of joy. <laughs> and he is the sweetest person ever. So he owned it for 28 years. His wife used to work with him. She was a nail tech and he just kind of, he didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to work his three days a week and be a barber, mm-hmm. yep. but he did not want to work anymore, but like do the managing thing, any of that. So we just like immediately hit it off. And he, there was just this like reassuring, like I don't know. Some people just make you feel super comfortable. Yep. He was that person. So, and also in the shopping center back in the day, there was Biscart, which was like one of those pottery painting places yep. and Jersey Mike's love it. And so my dad and I would come here all the time and we'd eat. He'd send me in there cause I love to paint and he would just sit outside and work on the picnic tables and I would paint. So like I grew up coming to this shopping center all the time. 
That's awesome. So then it's like, okay, so my, no, my dad has obviously been here. He's seen it. Like, that's kind of cool. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps. I know. I'm like, <laughs> don't make me, I'm going to cry now. It's, because no, but it is right. Like it's, it's that those synchronicities, those serendipities that happen that you're like, it's kind of meant to be right. Like it's mm -hmm. a, what is the universe trying to tell me? And do you resist it or do you move forward? I was going to ask that. I was going to be like, did you like tell that, him yeah. he can have his own chair? Oh, I yep. love that. Oh. So, and it's like kind of a thing. It's like an unsaid thing. Any salon, like nine times out of 10, the owner of the salon always has the first station. You're the first one in there. So I let him keep his chair because obviously he'd had that forever. And it was just, and he really is that little sweet man that like, you just want to love. Like he comes in I mean, he's in here at seven o'clock in the morning. That's not happening. You'll see me right. here at nine. <laughs> and so, but like the three days he works, he takes the trash out. He turns everything on. Like he takes our mat out front. Like he still gets it ready. Like it's his own. There's still like a, some small things that like he just enjoys doing that the owner typically does. Yeah. Um, but through all the renovations and everything, he was here every single day with me. Cause I was at the time my mom lived in Wilmington and my husband obviously was working. So like, I really had no help or guidance. I don't know what the heck I was doing. Right. And so for like, we got new countertops and we got this, all the contractors, he was just always here. He either bring me food, anything. So it was like, it was oh, just, he so totally cool. took you under his wing. Oh, oh yeah. This is like the best story ever. Yeah. Like he's oh. like I'll, the surrogate. Yes. Yep. Oh, it is. I mean, I definitely <laughs> am very fortunate with that because there's just no way I would have been able to do half of the stuff without him and his mm -hmm. guidance. And I mean, even just knowing the building, the small things from the toilets to the, the water heater, like he knew all of that. So it's like, it, it just, it made it a little bit easier of a transition. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh awesome. Sure. But and that I kind of in a breath that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love too, because now his dream doesn't die. Like if somebody else yep. would have bought it, they may have killed off his dream, right? Like his dream would have died, but you let him have this new, like refreshing extended dream. Yeah. Like yeah. it's totally extended and in the most beautiful way of it being what he wants it to be for him and it being what you want it to be for you. Yep. Oh, Love and he it. didn't even, he laughs and about it all the time. Cause I mean, he, here's a 72 year old man with these women anywhere from 22 to in their thirties or forties working here. And he, I mean, he freaking loves it. Yeah. Of course he does. Like, I'm never going to retire. I love my ladies. I love my pinup girls. And his wife is probably like super happy that he's like not bothering her and puttering <laughs> around at home. Oh, and, absolutely. Like, she's like, thank you, Christina. Anything you need. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. So fantastic. how'd you come up with the name? So I always loved Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. And I loved all the stuff about pinup girls, like the glitz, the glam, the big hair, big lashes. I know. Um, I was like, girl, your lashes are y'all like, I know y'all can't girl. see it, but her lashes are on point. <laughs> We're doing a live sale after this. So that's also why I'm like full face. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, and there was no, like, no one was always a size zero back in the day. Like you had curve, you had yep. all of that. I also wanted to be a pinup girl. Yes, girl, you don't have to whisper that. You don't have to crowd. whisper that. I want to be a girl. Like, go stand well, outside and yell I it. I was like, you still can <laughs> be. I want to be a girl. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we can make that happen. Right. 
No. I know a few photographers I, who specialize in those types of photography. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I I mean, I wanted to do all of that craziness, but just things change. So that's where it was like, everyone always loves a pinup girl. Like everyone, maybe not every woman wanted all of that in front of the camera, but like who doesn't love big hair, nice lips, big lashes? Like it's just, a, it's a woman thing. Yeah. And so that's where pinup studio came into well, it's play. such strong femininity. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, feel I'm, like pinup girls too are this beautiful marriage between femininity and masculinity. Right. Yep. And yeah. I see like when I think of pinup girls, I also think of Rosie the Riveter, right? Like yes. I think of that 40s and 50s kind of dynamic with where you have like these very strong representations of women who were kind of bucking the establishment and doing the nudes or mostly nudes in these boudoir settings and also going and working on the factory lines because there were no men (laughs) there (laughs) to do it like so I mean I think it makes me think of like a league of their own right and like Mm -hmm. all of the things that all of that time period that it it just brings up all these like very positive images um, of female empowerment and women just doing their thing Mm mm-hmm so, and I'm sorry, do you have a tattoo of a bobby, of bobby pins on your hand? Yeah, I have no, y'all two can't bobby see pins this. crossing and then beauty on my pointer finger. There it is. <laughs> I also did have a tattoo of Marilyn Monroe on my side. However, she looked like Betty White slash a tiger. I got a really <laughs> bad tattoo artist. <laughs> so now it's just a big ship on my side. That is ship with a P not ending with a T. That'd so. be right. So a, a giant <laughs> boat, a water vessel. So a few um, episodes ago, we were talking about tattoos. Sarah's afraid to get another tattoo because she doesn't like the buzzing, but I've already have like my next six planned out. And it like hurts. <laughs> it's not the buzzing. It's the pain that the buzzing causes. <laughs> hurts. I don't know. Like for me, the one my wrist ones hurt more, but it hurt more than my side. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the the anchor and the compass. So we have that nautical kind of thing, <laughs> vibe going. Yeah. And then my camera, but I have Wonder Woman on the back of my neck. And, and that cool. one actually didn't hurt. It was just like the buzzing on my spine that was like really weird. So um, Sarah and I have already decided. Like we had already figured out, and then the pandemic happened. But we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go get the ampersand symbols, right? I'm, I'm holding her to this. And so this is going to be memorialized in yet another episode of where we're talking like, about the tattoos. Head. <laughs> she's like, she's looking for you for that head shake too. Yeah. And so what we can do is we can go to pinup studio and get all dolled up first and then go live stream the tattoo getting. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. And I'm just saying, right. That'd yes, be great. I'm yes, saying, Sarah. Yes. yes. She's saying yes. <laughs> Because I think like, I love that also feminine kind of rock star kind of vibe where you can have tattoos and still have, you know, a perfectly made face and manicured eyebrows and, you know, perfectly lined lips and all that stuff. I just think that that's a great embracing the end. Yeah. Embracing the end. Yes. We love embracing the end. So I want to hear some of your craziest stories. Like what is some of the craziest things that have happened in the studio? Like either crazy clients or with your team, like things like that. Did the other owner ever come back and find you in the new pinup studio? 
No, they actually, they closed down and there is a lot of things that went on with that. So karma is all I will say. Right. Uh I don't need to know their details. I want to know what happens your studio. Right. So that's, that's, they did not come and find you and they were unsuccessful. So there you go. That's the story. Moral of the story. Gosh, crazy things that have happened. I'm trying to think of what's happened here. So when I had bought the salon, first of all, there was already booth renters here. So he had it ran as like a booth rent salon. So that is like kind of what you were talking about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was a girl here who she was actually his niece, I want to say. Just one of those people like I knew the moment I met her, we were not going to get along. And she was so rude. I do mainly lash extensions. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be in the back room and she was the closest station to where the last room was or is. Mm-hmm. And she would just totally be bad mouthing me to her clients. Oh yeah. There's this 27 year old girl who owns this place and this, that, or, and like, for you like, me. I can hear you. Like, yeah. you know, like just bag on the wall and, and those tiny apartments bagging the broom on the ceiling when they're walking yep. to you. Like, hello, I mean, I I'm here. Her. I'm like, standing right here. <laughs> But she knew what she was doing. And then I'd come out of the room and she would act like she wasn't doing anything. So whatever. I finally was like, yeah, this girl's got to go. So I told her we needed to have a meeting. I had my mom come to the first fire I ever did because I was terrified. Right. Right. And Randy actually ended up showing up because he was like, I want you to know that I support you. And he showed up. And so she's sitting there. And I'm like explaining to her how disrespectful this is. And then I told her, so I'm going to need your key back. Like, this is it. And she looks at me. She was like, wait, you're firing me. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) why her words? Why would you do that? Did you not just hear all the things I just told you of what you're doing? (laughs) Like the lack of self-awareness of some people just blows my mind. Oh yeah. They're. I mean, it was immediately like, how could you do this to me? You don't even know what you're doing. Like, this is just so insane. Like, it was all, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Right. Right. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. 
because so, I'm so entitled and so special that yep. I don't deserve any of this. Yep. Yeah. She finally ended up going. I should hope so. <laughs> Tell me about some of your crazy client stories. So we've been posting some of our stylist stories on our Instagram and Facebook. And when I first started at a lash studio, I glued this woman's lashes all together and spilled <laughs> adhesive all down her cheek. And, and this like, isn't so how, like your Ardell right. duo. Like this is heavy duty adhesive. So <laughs> like how, and how long is that adhesive supposed to last? Like if I were to come to you and get individual lashes, how long should I expect them to last? And how last. many years ago did this happen so that people know that you're not doing it now so they can trust you? You don't want this that to hurt. four years ago. I'm good Four now. years ago, I'm people. Good. <laughs> She's good now. Right. <laughs> So these are supposed to last, what, like four, six, eight weeks? How yeah. long? Well, so a full set will last you. It just, you naturally naturally lose two to five lashes a day. Uh -huh. So some people will come in every two to three weeks to get them filled. But if you did a full set, like they would all be gone within about four to six weeks. Okay. So, I so, mean, it's, and this, this is, and this cement is no joke. Like it is like, oh, yeah. all right. So what happened? So the funny thing is I asked for help about an hour and a half into this service um, she was in there for four hours, just so you know. 90 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So I went out, asked for help. They're like, you got it. Just keep going. I had, I, it had only been like my first month. And I mean, she knew. She was actually not even mad at me. She was more mad at the place itself for not helping me. Right. And so I go out and I'm like, I, because you wear a little ring on your middle mm -hmm. finger to hold the adhesive in. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to pull her lashes apart, obviously. And the ring kind of turned and that's when it went all down her cheek. <laughs> so I go out and I'm like, there's adhesive all down her face. Like, what am I supposed to do? Well, they didn't have their lash remover in. So they handed me acetone. Acetone. To put on this woman's face. Acetone. And I didn't know what I was, because it will take it off. So I came in and you can't ignore the smell of acetone. That is some potent right. stuff. Yeah. And I go to wipe her face and she jumps and she's like, are you putting acetone on my face right now? I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're like, fuck my life. Yeah. Yes. I'm fucking putting acetone on your face right now. And like, I am going to go crawl in a hole after this and my career is over. And <laughs> yes, I would be freaking out. And I'm not going to lie. If I am the chick in the thing, I am going ape shit on something you're like not putting fucking acetone on me like there would like, be zero compassion for me i would be ghetto ape shit going on oh yeah yeah she lost it more on them than me because she knew because i kept telling her i was like i just need help <laughs> right <laughs> but that was probably my craziest like well how did they get like because how, how did it get resolved seeing? yes like are her is her eyes like <laughs> glued shut I don't did you have to cut off her lashes like, I'm so what? concerned for her <laughs> does she look like an alopecia what happened so I pulled apart what I could but she was going out of town the next day <laughs> <laughs> again we didn't have lash remover so I couldn't just take all the lashes off I put on oh my god so we told her to put oil on her lashes yeah. and hope for the best so oh my um, god that's the solution yeah, that was, I mean, that was all they gave her. I mean, Here's some oil. Good luck to you. Yep. Like just bathe in coconut oil. Just like stick your face in with like a straw, you oh know, my God. so you can breathe. Oh my God. I obviously never saw her again. Um, <laughs> so I don't know 
what her yes. lashes ended up looking like but and honey <laughs> if you're listening christina can do a much better job now and we'd love for and you I'm to sorry. go back to the pinup studio <laughs> i wonder how much try again. did she need for that trauma you know what i mean I like, know. how many nightmares did she have every time she closed her eyes that she was afraid they would never open again <laughs> yeah no <laughs> oh my god so like their solution i can't i still can't get over their solution was to like burn her face like yep. what <laughs> yep and not even tell her it was just like, here's a thing with acetone on it just go wipe it off like uh, sneak attack surprise yes. like what right. no oh my god <laughs> Obviously, that was like a huge lesson learned of like what not to do for the future. What have you done differently since opening the pinup studio to make sure that experiences like that don't happen? How do you create that brand loyalty? Because the pinup studio has a, I mean, for a relatively newer business has a very strong brand and mm -hmm. a, a strong following. So how do you do that? What do you do differently with your stylists and, and practitioners that are in the studio? Well, for starters, I think one, I had learned a lot about the customer service and how to treat your employees through my dad. He had his own painting company and he, I mean, I think the coolest thing, he moved to Raleigh with $40 to his name. That's a story his brother told me. I don't know if it's true or not, but I know that he did not have much mm -hmm. <laughs> and he did not graduate high school. He didn't, I don't even think he made it high school. So like for him to come and make this amazing company and it was all about how he treated his customers yeah. and he gave them the best experience. And then with his employees, like just watching how he would treat them and stuff around Christmas time and all the stuff he would do for them was just so cool. So with my girls, it's just, my job is to take care of them mm -hmm. and their job is to take care of the staff or of the clients. Yeah. So if I'm not taking care of my girls properly, how can I expect them to take care of the clients? Like yeah. just point blank. I think that that's just how you should be. Yeah. You're running a business. Yeah. I think nowadays too, it's so important of knowing how people receive that care, right? So like yeah. in the workplace, everybody receives appreciation differently. And what one person's language is might be something different than another person's. And so you have to know as the owner and as the leader, what does each person on my team need? What is their language for appreciation in the workplace? And mm -hmm. that within itself can make such a huge difference. Like some people aren't motivated by gifts or money or bonuses or incentives and things like that. They're motivated by feeling like their boss believes in them and wants to sit and talk to them about, hey, how's it going with your family? Hey, how's it going on, the, on your weekend? Just having that cup of coffee in between clients or something like that, that's what means more to them than extra money in their paycheck. So I think it's really important to know what their language of appreciation is. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. And like words of affirmation and all of that. And I mean, it's like women, obviously, like we all are like a sisterhood in here, but we are women. Obviously there are some tips here and there. Like it's just, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm very honest with them and I'm very honest just in general, but like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes and neither do they sometimes. So it's like, I don't claim to be the perfect boss or the right boss. I'm going to mess up. Yeah. And that's okay. And you can call me on my BS if I am messing up and I'm going to take it and I'm going to either fix it or do something. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of the times in some bosses that I had worked for, it was like, they were right no matter what. Right. And yeah. that's just not true because everyone, yeah. nobody's perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, that was actually, you, you kind of answered my next 
question, which was going to be, what do you want your style is like, how do you want them to feel and how do you want them to kind of relate to you? Right. And that's through that relationship. I think there's huge power in admitting that you don't know how to do something. Mm -hmm. And when you can walk out in front of a room of employees and be like, y'all, I'm human. I don't know how to do everything. This is a work in progress and we're all in this together. You've already commanded the respect of that entire room. Maybe one person will be like, I'm out. Well, and it's the capability of finding out. Like showing them, I don't know everything, but I have the capability to learn. Mm -hmm. Like the capability, Mm -hmm. the willingness, I don't know it all, but I'm going to do what I can to learn it so that we can get through this. Right. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, I just started a business course the beginning of this year for salons strictly. And we've changed a lot of things because we grew kind of quick last Mm -hmm. year, like even more so than when it was just me. And so, and I told them and I've let them know, like through the whole thing, this is what's happening. And some of the stuff has been hard for us to get through, but for the most part, like they know it's for the greater good and we need the structure to be able to grow and to be able to expand when that time comes. Mm -hmm. So what's your ultimate vision for pinup studio? Well, I'm in a, our salon right now is a thousand five hundred square foot place. I would love like a 5,000 square foot or maybe bigger. Hopefully my husband doesn't listen to this or my mom or my mother-in-law because they're the ones who end up helping me with everything. But I mean, I just, in goal vision, I just want to be able to have, I don't even think I could put a number on the chairs. Like Mm -hmm. I could say 20, it could be more, it could be less. Like I just want to keep that community feel to it. Mm-hmm. And have that place. Don't get me wrong. I love a lot of the high-end salons around here. They're beautiful. I mean, they're freaking beautiful. But there's something to me. And from what I hear from customers, like ours still, it's nice. But it's still like homey and cozy. It's yeah. still warm. And yeah. that's what I want to be able to give. Because like, I want women to come here. If you're like high-end professional downtown businesswoman, right? Mm-hmm. And you come in like dressed to the nine. Awesome. If you're also that woman but you don't feel like getting ready that day and you come in here in your leggings, no makeup and a t-shirt. Great. You still feel just as comfortable. Like I want both versions of that woman to feel comfortable when she comes through the door, because I think we've all been to a salon or somewhere where it's like, if you're not dressed up, you just don't feel like you fit in. And I don't ever want people people to feel intimidated walking in the door. I get And a lot of people already get intimidated by stylists because we do. I mean, that's our job is to dress up, to have a full face. Like, Mm -hmm. so it already kind of is intimidating for someone. Christina on Girls Who Do Stuff, we have something called the lightning round. (laughs) And (laughs) there's my sound effect. (laughs) So we are going to rapid fire questions at you and you just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Do you want me to do it, Jenny? Yeah, because I yeah. don't, I, I'm not totally, again, third time in a row okay. on Zoom. It's unprepared. fine. I just don't want you to feel like I'm monopolizing the lightning round questions. I'm so. happy to introduce. <laughs> okay. And then Alrighty. let you take it away. Are you ready, Christina? I, as I'll ever be. Okay. What is your favorite place in the world? The beach. What has been the best advice you have ever been told? Clear is kind, unclear is unkind. Yes, that's Brene. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I just did a fangirl dance for those that can't see. Uh, (laughs) What is the first thing you do in the mornings? Uh, Take my dog outside. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> what is something no one knows about you? I wish I could sing really good and I try real hard, <laughs> but it's not good. You going to show us right now? Can Absolutely get- not. <laughs> <laughs> we could do girls who do stuff karaoke one night after yeah. a few cocktails. I would do that. I would All 100% right. do that. Yes. All right. If you could go back and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go to and what would you tell yourself? Well, this is super depressing. I'd probably go back to 18 when my dad passed and told myself that it's going to be okay and like maybe put the liquor down for a little bit, but it's all good. (laughs) Yep, exactly. You know, I mean, if you come out on the other side stronger and be able to, you know, reflect and understand why you had to go through that the way you did you know, you, you yep. help prevent it from happening again in the future. So it's a definitely a lesson learned, but I totally, oh, for sure. I get, I mean, your liver might have thanked you then, but what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Ooh, uh, I want right. my girls to be okay. Okay. I think like right now, that's my biggest thing. Like, obviously we're in a freaking pandemic. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I just want my girls to be okay. Yep. What would your theme song be? Last question. Take us out with a song. What would your theme song be? Your anthem. Why did you have to do that? Because I listen to so many different weird songs. And a part of me wants to say Cardi B. And then like there's Lizzo in there. Oh, yes. What is my theme song? Why'd y'all got it? Why do you have to do this? (laughs) I'm trying to think there. Like I cannot think of the word of the, or the name of the one that I want. I think it's because you're meant to sing some of the lyrics right. to us right now. Probably. But that's not happening. I like your <laughs> How about Lizzo good as hell. Yeah. Right. That's a good one. I actually used that as a caption on a picture. So we're going to have to stick with that. Hair toss, <laughs> check your nails. Yep. Baby, how you feeling? <laughs> Yes. my four-year-old walks around singing that and it's fantastic and yes. i just want i want to just bottle her up and yeah i love it well thank you so much christina <sighs> for being on the show today we loved having you brought all the feels the laughter yes. the bumps the crazy i love that stuff. christina so tell us how our listeners can find you outside of going to the studio in north raleigh you can find us on our website, which is Pinup Studio NC. That's also the same handle for our Instagram and Facebook. It's just Pinup Studio NC. Awesome. Awesome. And I am super excited for this all to be over and stylist to be able to. Then I can come yes. to you and you can Working fix my down. hair that I cut myself last night. Took three inches Absolutely. off. Absolutely. I'll be here. I, mean, I can't wait to see how you did though. <laughs> oh my God. I still, I, I was sitting there, I was like, something's different. <laughs> My husband didn't notice for days and it was only because I told him. I showed him the picture of all the hair I cut off and he was like, when did you do that? And I was like, see, nobody even freaking notices. (laughs) Sister, I noticed. (laughs) You noticed real quick. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you when this is all over and we can get out and about again. And I hope- I hope everything is good with your girls too and your business. So everybody listening, let's support local business owners through this time and moving forward. 
Thanks again, Christina. This is, you've been listening to the girls who do stuff. If you like what we put out there, go onto Apple podcasts and give us a rating. We love reviews. You can find us on girls who do stuff.com. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do. You. <laughs> we love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 